Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of The Wake Up Call. This podcast is all about helping to discipline your mind, gain control of your emotions so that you can make better choices and better decisions for your goals, and also to help fortify and strengthen your body. Because it's impossible to have a very strong body if you have a weak mind. So you can't fix a physiological problem, so you can't change your body until you change your mind. And that's really what this episode here today is about overcoming a weak mind. I want to talk about life. I'm going to get really philosophical with you guys today. Uh, I want to talk about the neutrality of life. So what I mean by that phrase, the neutrality of life, I find it fascinating when I meet people Some people have a really positive mindset and some have a real pessimistic mindset. So there is definitely optimism on one side of the scale, people who are just happy, jovial, you know, bright, bubbly. And then on the other side, you have people who are uh, pessimists. These people are dark, gloomy, life frowns upon them. Things are generally bad or negative. But there's a third type of person This is the person in the middle who is what is called a realist. They understand that things won't always be bubbly, bright, and shiny, and lovely. But they also realize that things aren't always bad and negative, and, you know, life doesn't always suck. This person is a realist. They realize that there's going to be both sides of the coin. You're going to have good days, and you're going to have bad days. There are going to be great days and there's going to be shit days. Some days it's going to be sunny and some days it's going to be pissing down with rain. This is the realist. The realist is neutral. They don't dwell on negative events, situations or circumstances. And they also are not stupid enough to fantasize about things which will never actually eventuate. Which brings me back to the topic of life. Life itself isn't good or bad. It just is. Events aren't good or bad. They just are. They just happen. And this is the thing. As human beings, we are emotional. As humans, we are emotional beings. Most of the time. Unless you start to actually work on developing the mind and working on yourself or working on self. So this actually takes a lot of time. It's it's a big time investment to actually understand who you are, what you believe, and then standing by what you believe in good times and bad times as well. Okay? But as humans, we are emotionally driven creatures. Even more so if we don't, keep our emotions in check. So if you are somebody who, whenever bad things happen, you fly off the handle, you react, and you just lose your shit, this needs to be addressed. Because if 
your default reaction, not a response, but if your default reaction, instantaneous, is to always fly off the handle or lose your shit, or maybe you do the polar opposite, maybe you do nothing at all, maybe you freeze in the face of adversity. Some people, you know, it's fight or flight. Some people choose to fight and, you know, put fisticuffs up and they're ready to battle, whether it be verbally or physically. And some people, you know, curl up into a little ball and they just crumble under the pressure. Controlling your emotions and having awareness of what you think and actually having something to back up why you think the way that you do is crucial for you to live a happy life. Whatever your goal is in any and all domains of your life, whether it be your career, whether it be your fitness, whether it be your relationships, it doesn't matter. This topic and what I'm talking about here, understanding how to control your emotions is critical. Below are some common phrases that I've heard and people say, and what I've found is the types of people who say these things on a regular basis are typically overrun by their emotions, and they often play the role of being a victim. Oh, they hate me. Oh, the world's against me. Oh, the, the odds are always stacked up against me. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? That last one is indicative of somebody who likes to play the victim. Something happens. There is an occurrence, there is an event, there is a situation that happens. And that's your response. It's happening to me. It's a very egotistical thing to say. To me, the world does not revolve around you. First and foremost, let's get that clear. Seven billion people on this planet, you are one of them. But this is typically what I I've, what I find happen. And the ego plays a big role, but it's also oftentimes a lack of understanding. Once you start to become aware of this stuff that I'm gonna kind of try and talk and educate you about today, once you understand the concept, you'll be able to spot it and you'll be able to hold yourself and you'll be able to stop yourself in your tracks when you start saying these things or when your brain starts switching off to, this is happening to me. Bad things happen to me. Something happens and you are involved. So your perception is that it is happening directly to you as an individual. This is your perception of what you believe to be true. It isn't the truth. It's what you believe it to be. Let me clarify. Let's say, for example, you get yourself all dressed up to go to work on Monday morning. You do your hair, you look dapper as fuck. You look smart, you look sharp. You've freshly polished your shoes. You've ironed your shirt and you walk out the door and a bird shits on you. You look up to the sky, you shake your fist, you say, you son of a bitch, you've wrecked my shirt. That bird shat on me. How rude, how dare it shit on me. Well, let's look at the event. Let's step back. Let's detach from the situation. Let's take a breath. What happened was, you did get yourself all neatly dressed up, organized and dapper as fuck. You looked awesome. Don't get me wrong. 
at a certain moment in time, you decided to leave your house, whether it was on time, whether it was late, whether it was ahead of time, ahead of schedule, doesn't matter. At a certain moment in time, you happen to open your door and walk out. At that exact same time, there was a bird flying up overhead and it decided at that time, I need to drop a load, I need to, uh, I need to, you know, I gotta go. When you gotta go, you gotta go. And you just happen to be spent to be standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's a hey, as as the saying goes, shit happens. So it didn't happen to you. There was an event, a bird shat, and you were involved. I'm pretty sure. Actually, in fact, I'm probably I'm fucking certain that this bird did not intend. It didn't start off the day and saying, "I'm going to go over." this person's house at this time and drop a big old shit on them. <laughs> when you hear that, you think, oh, that's fucking ludicrous. Because you're stepping back from the situation now. You're not fixated on the situation itself because you're, you're stepping away from it. And you start to think, you know, I just happen to be standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's unfortunate, but it happened. And here's the thing as well. That's actually not a bad thing. It's a thing that happened which was bad. And it just so happened to happen to you. So the situation, the bird pooping, that's not a bad thing. It has happened and will continue to happen. So the act of a bird taking a shit from the sky, flying 30 meters in the air, isn't bad. I think we can agree on that. You just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, my friend. Unlucky. Okay, so that's that's if we look at those steps and those action steps in isolation, objectively, in the absence, without emotion, you can see how that makes sense. All you did was get ready. You prepared yourself as best you could. You stepped out ready to get yourself off to work. And hey, bird decided it needed to do a poo at the exact same time that you stepped out of your front door. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a thing that happened. It's not what probably you had it intended, but that's what happened. Idealist versus realist. These are the facts. The facts are the same, regardless of if you wanted something great to happen or something neutral to happen. Do you understand? Something happened and you were involved. Nothing more, nothing less. And this is the same for any event that takes place. On its own, is neither positive or negative. The situation is just that. It is a situation. It is an event. It is an action that took place. It is us. It is you and it is I who place the meaning or the feeling on the situation in question. Let's take the five-day lockdown that we recently had here in Western Australia as the example. I think it was Sunday afternoon. There's a press conference being called. And uh, Mark McGowan says, Western Australia is going into a five-day lockdown, effective of 6 p.m. Sunday. Some people, when they heard that news, some people loved it. Some people were ecstatic. Five-day lockdown, beautiful, fantastic. This is going to be great. Some people hated it. 
Some people loathed it. Some people criticized it. Whatever. The bottom line is this. Some people thought it was a positive. Some people thought it was a great outcome. Others thought it was a negative. Oh, no. I'm going to be five days off work again. Oh, why is this happening to me? Which one was it? Was it was it good or was it bad? Neither. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. It's an event that happened. It was an event. It was outside of our control. Did some people benefit? Yes. Did other people get pissed off and take, you know, a step back or, you know, get get downtrodden on? Absolutely. Some people were better off and some weren't. That, that, that's a fact. It was outside of our control, though. We can understand that. We can accept that. But what we could and what you absolutely had the opportunity to do was control your perception surrounding the event. I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know if it was be for five days or two weeks. But all I could do and all you could do and all you can do in situations like this is control your emotions, your response to the event. How you feel about an event, situation, or circumstance is 100% up to you. You get to decide. So this is where some people get shackled and they think, oh, I've got no, I can't make these decisions. That's all, you know, oh, McGowan made the decision for me. I didn't want it. Well, tough, tough shit. These are the cards you've been dealt. Now you have to play the hand you've got. You can't change the situation or the outcome. Control your reaction and your response to it. That's all you can do. It is a choice how you feel about any given situation or circumstance. You get to decide how you do or don't feel about it. It's like when I tell my clients, hey, today we're going to increase the weight. So last week you were doing uh, you know, 50 kilos. Today we're doing 55. Awesome. We're stepping things up. You're progressing. So I could have I could have this same discussion, this same scenario with two people. I could say, hey, we're going to increase the weight today. One person is going to be like, fuck yeah, I get to lift heavier. Beautiful. Good. And then, so some people get excited about the prospect of lifting heavier weights, and some people moan about it. The situation is exactly the same. But the reaction and the feeling that accompanies it is different. Why is that? I said the same thing to two different people and got two different responses. The situation is the exact same. So the situation isn't good or bad because one says it's good and the other said it's bad. The situation just is. The situation is neutral. It's not good or bad. It's not favoring one person over the other. It's not saying, I want to be with you more than I want to be with you. The situation doesn't have a, it, it gets to decide nothing. It just is. It's neutral. It's blank. All it is, all that's happening is one person's perception is perhaps that I'm being mean. Jesse's being mean, making me work harder, making me lift heavier weights. What a jerk. Or perhaps they internalize it as a punishment. Oh, I was a couple minutes late or maybe I was a bit sloppy and he's making me lift heavier. Whatever it is, that's that's a, that's the perception that is the internal dialogue and belief system based upon the situation of, hey, today you're lifting heavier. 
And then you've got the other person who sees it as a challenge. And they think, yeah, this is great. I get to focus on the positives and I can see how the, this extra five kilos is going to help me get stronger. And by lifting heavier weights, I'm going to burn more calories. So by burning more calories, I'm gonna be in a further of a calorie deficit, which means I'm going to get leaner. Good. I see the positives in that. It's not a positive situation. It's just a situation, and this person has attributed a positive outcome to it. Do you see the difference there? Same situation, two different responses. It's just neutral. The goal for you is to determine what is really happening. Not what you'd like it to be, not what you wished it would be, not what you'd hoped or prayed in an ideal scenario it would be. Because hopefully, as a listener of The Wake Up Call, I don't want you to be an idealist, what you wished something would be. And I don't want you to be a pessimist. Oh, the world hates me. It's all negative. I'm a Debbie Downer. I want you to be in the middle. I want you to learn how to control your mind, how to gain full focus of the emotions and how you're actually feeling. And then using that to take the necessary actions that your goals require. What is actually happening? Not what you want to happen, but what is happening? Just being highly aware of the truth of events, not what we'd like them to be. This means you have to control your thoughts. You need to decide what you believe and gain control of your perceptions about events that happen to you or not to you, but happen in your life and you're involved with, okay? Another way to think about this is, the Stoics call this the inner citadel. So this is your mind. Your mind is the inner citadel. You're in control of it. You're the guardian. Nobody can penetrate and enter the citadel without your blessing, without, your, without you granting them permission. So if someone at work says, hey, or someone says to me, hey, Jesse, you're a dickhead. I can choose to leave it at the gate and say, cool, that's your opinion. I may not agree with it. In fact, I don't agree with it. I'm actually a great guy. I'm fantastic. Again, my perception. <laughs> but when somebody says something, you don't have to take it on board. You don't have to actually let that enter the inner citadel. You can have your gates barred. and You can have people out the front protecting them and saying, no, not interested. Oh, you said something mean, nasty, cool. I, I actually don't care about your opinion, but thank you. Go away, fuck off. You have to fortify your mind. This means every single day you get a chance and an opportunity to look at situations and events on their merit as neutral, and then you can place whatever perception that is required on it. So I, I'm sure you will 100% find some positives out of things, and you will probably attribute some negatives. But the goal here is to always be aware of what is actually happening. These things aren't happening to me. They're just happening, and I'm involved, and you're involved. There's a couple really explosive examples I'm gonna give you. Now, just to preface this, I actually haven't read this book. It has been recommended to me. It's sitting on my bookshelf. I'm actually holding it in my hand. There's a book 
written by Viktor Frankl. It's called Man's Search for Meaning, the classic tribute to hope from the Holocaust. 12 million copies of this book have been sold. I'm going to read the back page. One of the outstanding classics to emerge from the Holocaust, Man's Search for Meaning is Viktor Frankl's story of his struggle for survival in Auschwitz and other Nazi concentration camps. Today, this remarkable tribute to hope offers us an avenue to finding greater meaning and purpose in our lives. Viktor Frankl is one of the moral heroes of the 20th century. His insights into human freedom, dignity, and the search for meaning are deeply humanizing and have the power to transform lives. Viktor Frankl declares that evil and ennui cannot finally extinguish us, a hymn to the phoenix rising in each of us who choose life before flight. And the New York Times say, an enduring work of survival literature. So this is a guy who went through the Holocaust and endured some, some absolute unthinkable years of treatment and brutality. And he's named his book, Man's Search for Meaning, Hope from the Holocaust. Unbelievable. And then we have another story from James Stockdale. This guy, he's, he's been referenced in a few books that I've read. And I'm going to read something from a, from a web page here in a moment. Admiral James Stockdale. He was a POW, prisoner of war in Vietnam. His plane was shot down. I'm going to read you a passage here. Just did a little bit of Googling here. And I still, I'm, I'm, try, I'm, I'm struggling to remember the book that I read this passage from. But it detailed how he, how he, how he survived and how he endured the camps. And some people didn't. They were, there were a lot of people in the camps that he was, he was in. Everybody had a different outlook. Some people thought they were going to get out by Christmas. And then Christmas came and went and you could see those people's spirit broke. They broke mentally and physically and that was they didn't survive. I'm going to read this uh, passage here from the web. So this is talking about uh, Admiral James Stockdale. He also learned the importance of seeing bad things as providing a chance to act virtuously. Instead of thinking of freedom and happiness as getting and doing whatever we want, as Epictetus says, do not ask things to happen as you wish, but wish them to happen as they do happen, and your life will go smoothly. In 1993, in a speech delivered at the Great Hall, King's College, London, May, uh, Monday, Stockdale described his thoughts immediately after his plane was hit. After ejection, I whispered to myself, I'm leaving the world of technology and entering the world of Epictetus. As I ejected from that plane, was the understanding that a Stoic was always kept separate files in his mind for A, those things that are up to him, and B, those things that are not up to him. Another way of saying it is A, those things that are within his power, and B, those things that are beyond his power. So he's acknowledging that some things he can control and some things he cannot control. Okay? Still, another way of saying it, is that A, those things that are within the grasp of his will, his free will, and B, those things that are beyond it. All in category B are external, beyond my control, ultimately dooming me to fear and anxiety 
if I covet them. All in category A are up to me, within my power, within my will, and properly subjects for my total concern and involvement. They include my opinions, my aims, my aversions, my own grief, my own joy, my judgments, my attitude about what is going on, my own good and my own evil. That's powerful shit. Truly. This guy's fighting in a war, his plane gets shot down, and he's reminding himself, you're entering the world of Epictetus. He's controlling his controllables. Before he's even hit the ground, he has his mind in full control. Talk about fight or flight. This guy had prepared himself. He'd studied. He'd learned Stoic philosophy and how to gain control of his inner citadel, and he fortified it. And he came out the other side to tell the tale. It's not a fairy tale. This, this is fucking real life. And it's the same thing for you and I. And the reason I share this is because it's available to all of us. How you choose to think, how you choose to act, how you choose to respond to situations, whether you deem them positive or negative, is completely up to you. It really comes down to your perception. But what I'm trying to get across to you, listening right now, is that things will happen. Sometimes you'll be directly involved, other times not. Some things will happen which will benefit you, other times not. They're not happening to you. Things don't happen to you. They just happen and you get the chance to decide what meaning you place on it. So that's my message for you, is to not necessarily to discard emotions. As humans, we will have emotions, we do have emotions, but it's to make sure that your emotions don't get out of hand, that you are not driven by emotion, but rather driven by logic and objectivity and truth. Things aren't happening to me, they're just happening, I'm involved, and I get to decide what happens next. So if you think you're having a bad day, how about you think about those two guys? One was in a Nazi camp in Auschwitz, and the other was a POW in Vietnam. So if you think you're having a rough time, maybe think again. Get your perceptions in order and get a bit of perspective. Things are never as bad as they seem to be. But often you just need to step back. If your judgment is clouded, if things are what you deem to be bad, you need to step away from the situation and look at all the pieces in front of you and figure out, okay, what's my next move? Because that's all you can do. And it's a skill. It is a learnable skill. This is not something that, hey, you're born with it. You're born with it. No, Fred, you don't get it. You, get, you can actually develop it. It's a learnable trait, but it's a perishable skill. This means if you do not practice it, if you do not refine it, if you do not train it, it will disappear. This is why some people have lives that are negative or they're just, you know, sad sack Sally. It's because they don't train the skill. So when things happen that maybe don't go their way, they just, they curl up in a little ball, crumble, cry, and then they think, oh, that's me, I'm done. Oh, the world hates me. <laughs> Poo-hoo. Bad shit's gonna happen to you. Bad things have happened to good people and it'll continue to happen. So really, 
The objective of this podcast is to get your mind right. Don't bury your head in the sand. Start preparing. Fortify your inner citadel. So that's what I've got for you guys today. I really hope you got something out of this podcast. Because like I said, it's not a you have it or you don't have it. It's a skill you can learn. It's a skill you can pick up if you take the time and effort to train it. And it's not going to happen overnight. You becoming an unbreakable motherfucker where you can withstand some of the harshest things on the planet, like I just mentioned from those two. For you to have that capacity, you have to study it. You have to learn from other people who have endured much greater hardship than you. And then you can take those tools and those strategies and you can start to live it yourself. So if you got value from this episode, if you learned something, if it gave you a different perspective, or you know somebody who needs to hear this message, I'm asking you to pay the fee, which is to forward this podcast onto those people who need it. It might be a colleague at work. It might be a friend. It might be a family member. It might be your spouse. Whoever needs this information, please share it forward, pay the fee. I grow this show and I'm trying to impact people who want to learn, who want to take the time to work on self-development and become better, stronger human beings. So if you know somebody, share it forward. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your consistency and listening. And I will see you soon for another episode of The Wake Up Call. If you loved The Wake Up Call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.